We are back on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. It is episode number 119. It is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And joining us today, he is fighting through a head cold unlike I have ever heard before from the Chicago White Sox, Lucas Giolito. Way to play hurt today, my man. Just hanging in there. <laughs> so if you guys hear today a lot of this <laughs> you'll just know that that's lucas he's just <laughs> i think we're not going to call you lucas we're going to call you uh loogie i think for the entire episode oh man there's been a lot of that over the last week <laughs> sure i'm sure um so we're taping this on a friday you guys just made the trek from toronto to tampa bay i want people to understand a little bit about the travel situation like you texted me last night you're like we got in real late. We're pushing the buses back. What time do you get? You played a like a mid afternoon game in Toronto. What time did you even get into Tampa? Um, I think we got into Tampa like touchdown, plane touchdown, or got into the hotels. And yeah, like, let's do the hotel. Like, I want to say like two thirty. Oh, and then you can't just go right to sleep, can you? No, hell no. I ate a turkey sandwich. No, you didn't. You called room service at 2.30 in the morning? No, they, there's no room service that late. It, it was, uh, they had these little boxes for us as we walked in. Oh. Like little little lunch boxes, yeah. <laughs> With the cartoon characters on the side? <laughs> like, pick your favorite? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. This is gonna be, This is going to be a challenge. It's okay. Uh, you know what? I'm not that funny. I won't make you laugh very much. I won't uh, make you laugh. Okay. So what time do you go to bed? Like 4 a.m.? Um, I went to bed at, yeah, around like 3.45, 4. So you, you get seven, eight hours sleep, maybe? Uh, let's do the math. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, eight hours. Okay. Slept until noon. Have you eaten anything? No. Have you had coffee? No. Do you want me to get you some? <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> How about I send, I'm so sorry. I'm going to call the hotel when we're done, and I'm going to have them send matzo ball soup up to you. I don't even want you going to the yard. I want you just watching the game on TV. No, support your. I am. I am so much better than I was when I when I got antibiotics. Oh my god. Everything became better. I, so do you want me to like kind of tell the story of like the sickness a little bit or do you not really care? Well, no, I think we can. It depends if you want to emotionally go down this road. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I can't stop it. So uh, after my start against Boston, uh, the next day I flew out to see my wife graduate from veterinary school. Which we will get in California. To. And within like a couple days of being there, I started to get like a head cold, like started getting a lot of congestion. I thought it was the allergies from, from California. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on in Northern California. But it started getting worse. I got this sore throat. And I like never really get a sore throat. And so this thing was like killing me. Uh, and then the congestion was like all in my head. Like I'd feel in my ears. I, I started feeling my chest. 
And the sore throat was getting worse. Like there was no relief from it whatsoever. It's like every time I swallowed or every time I did anything, it was like just brutal. Yeah. And uh, I got back to the team and it was like still going on. I'm like, I'm the type of person where when I get sick, it's usually for, I don't know, two or three days max. And then it's like, all right, cool. My body's like getting over this. But it just like kept staying around. It was just like horrible and not getting uh, better. So I finally got on some antibiotics and that started to like kind of knock some stuff out. And luckily the sore throat went away the day before my last start, but it turned into this cough that I have now. <laughs> um, but I'll definitely take the cough over the sore throat. Like right. that is the worst thing ever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're like, we're like seven, eight days into this thing now. And I, I think I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. I'm hoping I'm like fully 100% by uh, Sunday, my next start. Okay. I hope so too, because I'll be rooting for you. No question. Hey guys, as we get older, you know what decreases? Testosterone. And it's such an important part of a man's body and health. So it's important to start supporting it like right now. So I want you to get Roman.com slash rose today and you can order up all the supplements you need in fact they're there to aid your body's natural functions so if you feel like diet and exercise enough roman tea support is here it is here to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production so what does it have in it it's got ashwagandha that supports healthy testosterone levels it's got magnesium to support muscular health like this it's got vitamin D3, a fat-soluble vitamin that plays a role in bone health and supports several cellular processes. And it's got zinc, which is an important trace mineral in the body that plays a role in muscle development. Roman offers flexible monthly plans with free two-day shipping as well. So here's what you got to do. GetRoman.com slash Rose. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of Roman T support. Once again, that is GetRoman.com slash Rose. GetRoman.com slash Rose. So you can look even better than this. Let's talk about the, the big travel trip out to Northern California. Um, what's it like watching your wife graduate from veterinary school? Oh, uh, cried a little bit. Good. Yeah, it was... It was um, it was such a special moment because I got I had like a front row seat to how insane the grind was, like how hard she worked for four years of veterinary school, but even before that, uh, all the stuff she had to do before, and just to like kind of be sitting there in the, in the audience, uh, with, you know, a bunch of other family and, and stuff. Uh, my mom made the trip, obviously her parents, her brother, um, her best friend, uh, since like they were in middle school came as well and her mom. So we had, a, we had a nice group there and, you know, sitting in the, in the audience with, all the other family members, friends, significant others of, you know, all the, all the, all of her, uh, her colleagues that they, it, it's almost like they, they're trauma bonded, like uh, veterinary school students. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the relationship she has with 
some of her closest friends from her class are just crazy, crazy close. Uh, they're going to be friends for life. Um, especially since the, like the middle of their, uh, like education was in, in a pandemic, like right. coming out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, she, well, her first year was 19, 19 and then 20. Yeah. The pandemic pandemic hit like right in the middle and you know, it's not exactly over. So, uh, it's veterinary school is extremely difficult. I mean, there, I, I can't really, there aren't really a lot of words I can use to describe it. I mean, the hour she was putting in, in her fourth year, I, it's like, I was sitting there like, are humans like, is this ethical? Like, can humans work this much? I couldn't believe it. Well, uh, to me, it, it seems so special because so much of a ball player's life is focused on you. Let's be honest. Right? It's oh, like, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's not be. I mean, you're being selfish without being selfish, if that makes sense. But you have to be in order to be an elite athlete. You have to focus on you. And for her, it ain't easy. I mean, we're talking about several years of being in veterinary school and the fact that you guys have lived apart for basically your entire marriage. And then to, I can't imagine how emotional it is to watch her walk across the stage and for you in the middle of a baseball season to have it come on a Friday afternoon where you guys have a day off. I was like the the veterinary baseball gods got together and they were like, we have to let the Giolitos hang. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like throughout our, our marriage and, and even before that, Ari and I have had to overcome a lot of strange adversity that uh, the the baseball life brings. Like, I remember when she graduated undergrad uh, and she decided, you know what, I want to pursue veterinary school. She couldn't just like apply right there. She had to do more prereqs. She had to get more experience. Um, and I was with the Nationals at the time. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So uh, I had been called up that year. I was up and down. It was 2016. And she said, all right, so, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z before I can apply to vet school and have any good chance of getting in. Um, I'm going to relocate to DC and I'm going to do some classes at American university. I'm going to get into some like, uh, research opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because you're going to be there. I'm like, great. Sounds good. Like we'll be able to spend time together. So she did that like 2016 towards, you know, when was it like the, I don't remember exact dates, but it was like in June, uh, maybe July, August, she moves out there. She has a roommate. Um, I remember one of the times I was called up, I actually stayed uh, at Ari's apartment and we thought it was a great plan because 
you know, hopefully I could establish myself and, and get to the big leagues and then cool. My, her home base is going to be DC because that's where she's doing all of her stuff. My home base will be DC because that's where I'll be playing. Well, 2016 season finishes, get into the off season and I get traded to the White Sox. <laughs> so that was that, like she couldn't leave. Uh, she had a lease. She had, she, she was in classes. She was uh, already, I mean, she was working at like a research lab doing, doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was just like, yeah, this is how it goes for us. Cool. Um, and, you know, there's just like little instances of that over the years. And obviously during veterinary schools, huge one, as you mentioned, um, you know, you were talking about the selfishness it takes to like be a, a baseball player and, and play in the MLB and all that. It's a hundred percent true. Um, you know, whether I like it or not, there, there are times where it's like a priority to focus on, uh, uh, focus on like the season and, and my routine and, and all these things in order so I can be successful in my job. And unfortunately it puts a heavy burden on Ariana because she's, you know, working her ass off in veterinary school. And then she's also having to like pick up certain pieces when it comes to, you know, finding a time to even see me or like trying, she's trying to finagle things with her schedule. Uh, so it was really important. Uh, and I feel very fortunate to be able to, that I, that I got the opportunity to go out there and I got to spend more time out there than just the off day. Uh, and that's thanks to the organization. Thanks to, to Tony, uh, especially for knowing the importance of uh, the day and, you know, not just seeing her walk, but uh, kind of the stuff surrounding it. Um, we had a really nice dinner after, uh, you know, there was some get togethers and things the next day. So yeah, it, it was, a, uh, just a special few days that, that we got to enjoy, um, got to celebrate Ari as such an amazing accomplishment. Um, despite, uh, me getting a little bit sick, grinded through that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, tell her congratulations. We're all very, very proud of her. We know that it's, you know, in hearing the stories through you, it, it ain't easy, but she will be a tremendous success and she will do such good things in helping all of our furry friends and other creatures. So yeah, she starts her, starts her intern year at San Diego Humane Society very soon. Uh, she right. just moved into our new house down there. Uh, we found a place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She had to, so she graduated from veterinary school. You know, we had like, she, I think she had two days of one day I was there of like, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And then the next day, like Sunday, uh, she enjoyed a really nice day with, uh, her closest friends. We're all doctors now. Let's go. You know, it's great. And then she had to get back to packing everything in the house because I'm not there to help. 
Uh, and then the movers came and she had to deal with all that and getting everything situated or what are we, are we keeping this? Is this being thrown away? Uh, and I mean, she had already been like packing for like two weeks while also finishing up the, the last uh, clinical rotation she was on. I mean, I'm telling you, she's like a superhero. It's insane. Hey, can I please tell me you paid for the packers to also pack because you can either have movers or you can have packer slash movers. Yeah. So I think they were supposed to be packer slash movers. She, she wanted to, to organize and do a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, she didn't want to just like have the house be. No, I get it. Like everything's things. out. Everything's she doesn't out need to be and, wrapping the coffee mugs in the, in the big paper. Like she doesn't need to be doing that stuff. Yeah. I, that's what I thought too. And so that's what I thought we were getting and what we were paying for. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that moving, this is something we were talking about. Like we were joking about it uh, after it was over and she was like driving. She was like, that was so miserable. I think I, I said, I think that moving is one of the worst, one of the worst, like human society tasks in the world yeah do you know how many houses the roses have had in the 22 years we have lived here in southern california yes how many five we have moved five times in 22 years and it's been in about an eight mile radius my wife thank god she doesn't get rid of husbands the way she does houses (laughs) because I I think we're here for a little while, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, congratulations on the house. We'll have to send um I don't know. Rob we didn't Lippen. buy it. What's that? We didn't buy it. We're renting. Oh, oh renting. Because we're gonna be there for a year. Oh. And then it's off to uh wherever her um residency is. Because this the intern's one year. Got it. Okay. Well, this could actually line up very well. In the Giolito veterinary uh, baseball <laughs> world, just could. I'm just saying, this will be fascinating. I can't wait to watch. Residency is three years. I hope my deal is a little longer than that. <laughs> I, I'll take the over, as we like to say. Well, today's episode of the Chris Rose Rotation is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Quick reminder, you want the easiest way to find seats, not only for baseball games, but for the NBA Finals, the NHL playoffs, get you to do some early shopping for the upcoming NFL season, or you want to go to a concert, just download it on your phone right now, just like I did. In fact, I am shopping right now for all-star game tickets that are going to be happening out here in Los Angeles in mid-July. So go download this, then you use the code ROSE, you're going to get 20% off of tickets at SeatGeek. It is that simple. And here's what I love about SeatGeek. They actually tell you, you see how on here, they've got green dots. That means those seats are good. They've also got some red dots. And they say those seats, they might be a little bit overpriced. So maybe don't go find those. So once again, green, good, red, bad. So not only does SeatGeek allow you to find the opportunity to get great seats, they tell you which ones are actually worth shopping for. It is that simple. They do it on a scale of zero to 10. So once again, use the code word ROSE after you download SeatGeek. You're going to get 20% off of your first SeatGeek order. And who knows? Maybe you could end up sitting next to me.
which hopefully is a green dot thing. All right, I got All a right. lot of baseball to cover with you. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's take a coffee we'll take a, break. Uh, yeah, we'll take a phlegm break. Hey, sorry. No, you're good. This is hydrate. You got to hydrate. By the way, are those the... I'll be um, please cut out that I, the audio. Uh, Rob's going to have a... Forget to mute. Rob's going to have a phlegm counter on this one. Is that one of those oh. bottles that cost $18 in the room because they have you, you know... No, that one's that one's over here. Oh, yeah. We, uh, what's the price on oh, that? Five, five bucks. That's doable. That's a big bottle. Yeah, that's actually standard. Do you guys have? Well, to pay not for your... standard. You, that's probably like three fifty at a gas station. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, do you guys have to pay for incidentals on your trip? Um, we do not pay for internet, but if we get room service and things like that, of course we pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's always guys on those trips that get naughty movies too, but I don't, I don't need to get into that. It's always something that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) You just get it on the internet. What idiot is paying for bad movies on the, in their hotel room? If so, no, that's not even an option. I mean, I, I, I'm in, I stay in hotels all the time. There's no like. You can't buy uh, pornos. I have no shot. Really? That's got to be obsolete. Yeah, I mean, you can just spin that thing right up on your little computer. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I haven't been like checking the the movie listings. I'm. Mean, who even buys a movie? Who buys a movie in know. general? Not a not necessarily a dirty movie, but like, who buys a movie on their tv for go, $12. go ask larusa today in the clubhouse go ask if he does tony okay. do you still buy movies at the hotel when we're on road trips what do you do <laughs> <laughs> hey so john we talked about him when you guys signed him earlier this year johnny cueto is he even better than you anticipated it's amazing watching him pitch is like watching an artiste. Yeah, it's like watching Picasso paint. Uh, it, it is really something else. And we talked about this last time, like the control he has over his body. And I've only seen it on TV. You know, I see the the center field view, the TV view. Seeing it from the side, like all this, all the upper body. Oh my God. I I have no idea how he does it. And I'm like, and I told you this last time I would fall over. I can't do any of that stuff. That is crazy. <laughs> of course I tell Dylan cease and he's like, well, I could do that. <laughs> like no shot, man. You're like a robot out there, but he seems like an awesome guy too, dude. Johnny. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He played, he was playing, he was playing, great music on on the back of the plane last night um having a fun time in the card game uh yeah just fitting right in uh honestly like been huge for us uh when it comes to the pitching side starting pitching staff um i mean like a true veteran like I'll just walk by him and, and he'll just like give me a little wink, you know? 
he's got that presence. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Um, it has been a weird first 50 games for you guys. I mean, you guys went through the injury thing last year and you survived it. Um, you're still fine because the division's not great. Let's be honest. It's just not. But I imagine you guys are all looking at each other and saying, we got to be way better. And we just saw a manager get fired in Joe Girardi today. And so we asked the question, like, isn't it up to the players at some point when you're underachieving? And I think it's fair to call you guys that. I don't know. Do you have to get, do you guys have to get together? Is there a team meeting? Is it just a look that you guys give each other? Or is it as simply as saying, we've been through this shit before. We're going to be fine. Um, We talked after, after last night and, uh, message that I don't want to give too much away, you know, but the, just one of the, the messages from Tony that I think was good to hear was that you don't want, you don't want to be frustrated. You don't want to let everything that's going on turn into frustration can turn into like anger uh, because anger can be like motivation, but like frustration, like, you know, hanging your head and all that, that just like saps energy. It destroys any positive energy. Um, So I think that, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been pretty rough, but the way I see it is that let's look at like last year's world series winner. They weren't exactly setting the the world on fire in April and May. Um, There's that, like, it's almost like a ramp up and all it matters is where you finish and then how you perform in the playoffs. So it's still early. We've been dealing with a lot of injuries um, I think ideally what can happen is, you know, we start to pick it up a little bit. Uh, we've shown good signs, uh, offensively, like, you know, even though we got swept by the blue Jays, a really good team, a really hot team. And, uh, a lot of it came down to just a few like singular innings, mm-hmm. but we mounted, decent comebacks uh we we kept it close um in in a couple of those games you know we're we're showing good signs it's just a matter of kind of getting into like a good rhythm and like those good signs we were showing becoming more consistent and uh you know not letting the frustration kind of sap all the energy um you know being angry or embarrassed or whatever, but letting that serve as motivation mm-hmm. uh, for us to to play focus and play hard for for nine innings every single night. So, you know, that's one thing. And um, yeah, I mean, we're not. There's no question. We're not sitting here questioning like our talent level or our ability because we know we're we are very good. Uh, the execution hasn't been there. Um, you know, my last start, for example, speaking about myself, you know, I was 
give up a early homer, but doing all right. Team gives me a lead and I just blew it bad uh, in the fifth inning. And, you know, we mounted a nice comeback yet again, uh, but fell a little short. And, you know, that's, that's where the responsibility falls on me because I was given a lead and I ended up giving up six runs. So uh, that's a good one to learn from. You know, I was very, I was one to two pitches away. And so that, that really reminds me, I got to stay in the present moment and focus on uh, executing singular pitches. You know, I, when I, I had two outs facing Teoscar Hernandez and I'm already thinking, all right, cool. You know, we're going to get this guy out and, you know, am I going to get the sixth inning? Uh, yeah, I can't be thinking like that when in the middle of a situation. So uh, I think there's just kind of a little bit of that, like not, not allowing moments to be like too big or pressure filled, but just like focusing on, okay, what, what am I doing presently? What do I got to do here presently? I think that we do that collectively. Every single guy, you know, just does their part, not doesn't try to do too much. Then we'll be in a much better spot. But well, that's, there's a that's lot really of, interesting, by the way, that you said that because you're a veteran. You're, you're not a kid anymore. You're a veteran player. You're still young in this game, but you are a veteran pitcher. So are you saying that you're mind... veteran, but you are. You don't think you're a veteran? Maybe in like two or three years. Well, you've been pitching every day in a rotation since 2018. How does that not? Make what's you like veteran? in between rookie and veteran? What What's the terminology for that? What would you say that is? Journeyman? No, journeyman no, means journeyman's you move a guy around that a lot. From team to team. Yeah, yeah. It's not. No, that was the wrong word. No, no, no. You're you're a vet. You. How many career starts do you have? I don't even have it up. I don't know. Hundred some. Yeah, it's probably mid hundred. Oh, Probably over a hundred, right? Yeah. So that's experience. It's just interesting that to me that you said when you were facing T Oscar Hernandez that you were thinking about, okay, I I'm, maybe I don't have my best stuff. I can still figure out a way to give us six innings. It's interesting that you. That's where your mind goes sometimes. Even if you want to try and singularly focus on this at bat, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, because I because you know second and third, whatever, but. In my mind, there's two outs, and I have them in a one-one count, and that's 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 the that's why I got to correct. Is in that moment, I'm starting to think to the future. Um, I'm starting. It's like all right, cool. Like couple couple more good pitches, and we'll be out of this, and you know, keep moving forward. But as soon as you do that, and like you you let your focus come off of that individual pitch just for a second. It's like, okay, cool. Now I hang one double. And unfortunately it snowballed after that. So um, yeah, there's uh, little things like that, that, you know, no matter what, how long you've been playing or whatever it is, like they're always a good learning experience. And that's just for me personally from the last start. But I just think in general as a team, 
um, if we go into each game and, and focus on, you know, each guy focuses on just their part, uh, doing what they do. Yeah. You'll be okay. Answer. We'll be, we'll be just fine. And then the way I see it is, you know, we, we get into a much better groove than we have been, uh, start winning more games. And then, you know, you look at the second half of the season, getting everybody healthy, um, having a, you know, our good consistent lineup and, and, uh, obviously having Lance back is going to be huge. Yep. Uh, you'll get Eloy back. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys are going to roll. It's not, it's just interesting to see several teams like yourselves and the Phillies and the Braves all who were kind of expected to do big things struggle. It's just interesting. It's a long season, but we'll see. Um, that's sports, huh? It is. It happens. Why we watch man. Yeah. Why we watch. Hey, baseball fans. Slide into stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSE, bet just $5, and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code ROSE at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. I'm sure you watched the uh, fantasy football thing unfold. Who's your commissioner? I don't play fantasy football. Do you even know who's the White Sox commissioner at least? Oh. Because it's one I of the three worst. I think it's a guy that works in the front office. Wow, really? I think so. Huh. It's interesting. Uh, I'm I that's like a 70% sure guess right there. Like I <laughs> I'm I'm not involved. Like I don't I don't care about football or fantasy football. So it's like, I was reading, <laughs> dude, I was like reading the stuff uh, about like what move Jock Peterson made. And I, I was like, I don't even know what the hell this means. Like waivers or put on the bench or I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Should have just like, called how, me. How's that bad? The guy's hurt. So he went and got another, I don't know. Hey, I have pitching questions. I call you. If you have any sort of questions about football and fantasy and stuff like, call your nerd boy here. I'm here to help explain. <laughs> okay. What a wild year. You also had the um, the little incident with the Yankees, and we don't need to talk about that because it's been talked about ad nauseum. I am curious about the, I'm not going to call it a bench-clearing event, but the benches did empty. And so I was always curious, where where can we find Lucas in this thing? Now, aren't you supposed to match up with a guy who is roughly your size? So shouldn't you have found Stanton or Judge just to help hold them back? Isn't that your job there? Because here you are. Well, it wasn't it wasn't your normal it wasn't your normal kind of 
uh, bench clearing where like everybody's mad at each other. It was us collectively upset with one person and the other side not really knowing what to do. So it was a little more awkward. But if, it, if anything ever goes down with the Yankees again, you're making a beeline right for Judge or Stanton because you guys see eye to eye. Uh, I might see eye to eye with Stanton. Judge is a couple inches, got a couple inches on me. Have you stood next yeah. to him? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous how large. Yeah, he's massive. Is. Oh, yeah. He's massive. Yeah. I'm, what I'm most impressed with is like at that size, uh, like the ability to move around and run and be an athlete because like I'm almost there and I am not an athlete at all. <laughs> like it, it's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like if I like learned from a young age, like how to hit and like all that stuff, hitting mechanics, like I could probably hit the ball pretty far. Uh, some, I mean, I, back when we got to used to hit, like I would hit some, some good homers and stuff in uh, batting practice, but like the ability to, to run and play defense and, yeah, he's really good. you know, stay like healthy. Like I wonder what <coughs> his like training room routine and stuff is to like keep such a huge body feeling. Okay. Well, he's the largest position player we've ever had in this sport. He's just an animal. He's just, and I'm happy that, he bet on himself, and he's going to win. Oh, yeah. I, I love to see it. It's pretty amazing. I mean, the guy turns down the reported. I hated when the Yankees put those numbers out there, too. I thought that was bullshit. That, you know, they're like, well, seven for 213, and we'll tack on his arbitration year, so it'll really end up being eight for 234. And, of course, everybody's going, what an asshole for turning down 234. And guess what? Yeah, of course. And guess what? When he signs for three hundred million, then who's the asshole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, you know, I'm you know how I am. Like, I believe that it's not it's not about necessarily the money. He's not like, oh no, if I have two hundred fourteen million, then how am I going to afford right. my sixth private jet? It's not about that. It's about what is my value as a player to an organization? Like Aaron Judge believes he is one of, if not the best player in baseball. And he thinks that his salary should reflect that. That's it. Like, take it a. I'll take it a step further with you. We do know that it's different playing in New York or Boston or Philly than some places. Mm-hmm. So to me, there is a premium on the guy who not only can perform, but do nothing wrong. He's got a lot of Jeter-esque qualities to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he answers every question the right way. I, mean, I don't even know if you saw when they asked him after the game about the Tim Anderson situation. And here he is. You, he took an eight-second pause before he answered the question. And it was remarkable because you could see him turning his gears like, how am I a good teammate while also answering this as a black man in America? Mm. 
and it was fascinating. And I was like, that dude nailed it because it wasn't easy. It was not easy. It could have gone down a, a real interesting road, but I thought he was fascinating. And I think that's part of what you're paying for in a guy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Spot on. I'm a big fan of his. He must be a bitch to have to pitch to though, man. When you see a human that's that large in the batter's box, just so, so different, I guess is what it is. I didn't get a chance to pitch against the Yankees this year in the regular season. Cause I got COVID. Oh, right. Very annoying. We can make your dream come true maybe in the playoffs or next year or something. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. You did get to pitch against my guardians. And I told you this was going to happen last time you were on, you were just getting over your little bugaboo. And I said, just don't come back against my guardians. You were like, why you want them to hit homers off me. And then you go out and you crush them one run seven. Eight. Did you think of me at all on this night? <laughs> um, I can accept no as an answer. Yeah. I don't think I was. Not even a little. Maybe when Naylor hit the homer. <laughs> that wasn't your game. No, he, he hit a home run off of me in oh, my and, game. Oh, and no, oh, that was it. That was the one yeah. easily run we got. I got him. You. I got him going for the next night. Oh, thank yeah. you. I do. I do a great job of that. Okay, it's good. Yeah, you were. Once again, it's not fun for me to watch you go against my favorite team. You know, even though you were like, oh, you should want them to crush. Yeah, well, I guess so. And again, it didn't happen. Got a bunch of ground balls, strikeouts, weak contact. Not a lot of strikeouts. Got some. What'd you get? Five that game? Five. Yeah. It's good enough. That's a, that's a team that doesn't strike out a lot. Oh, I'll get, we'll have more opportunities this year. Sorry. No, you're good. All right, Fleming. Will you, um, you're in Tampa. Will you have a chance to see our buddy Glass now? Will you get to wave tall guy to tall guy across the way? Yeah, I mean, I, is he, where's he at? Have you talked to him recently? Yeah, he's, I mean, he rehabs all the time. I'll shoot him a text and make sure that, you know, he comes over and says, I don't want him to get too close to you. I don't want him to get to this little Flemmy thing you got. But, yeah, I know. I've been, I've been wearing a mask and stuff in the clubhouse. I, we've had, that's another thing too, is like, Oh my God. Before my last start, I had an IV and like two other guys had IVs. Uh, Cause I'm not the only one that's dealing with some illness, illness stuff. Ugh. I'm telling you, I'm telling you like things have not been going bad. Uh, what really capped it off. Uh, things have not been going well to really cap it off was last night. Um, you know, we just got our ass kicked by the Blue Jays and we get on our bus. We have to bus. I think all the teams are doing this. Like we bus a couple hours, uh, down to Buffalo to, uh Oh, Oh, you like froze for a second. You good. Yeah. So you said you bus to Buffalo. Yeah. So from Toronto, you bus down a couple hours to Buffalo so you can do border crossing and not have to have everybody COVID test because oh. it's like the rule. If you fly from Canada to the U S is you, everybody has COVID tests. And if you are positive, they don't let you leave. 
Um, So all the teams are busing down, flying from Buffalo. Um, And on our bus trip, we're in the player's bus, which is right behind the coach's bus. We're making our way. Everything's fine. Next thing you know, our bus driver like swings it to the right. We cut across three lanes. He pulls over on the the right shoulder and puts the uh, hazards on. And we're all looking at each other like, oh, my God, we get a flat tire? Like, this is brutal. And he, the bus driver hazards, gets up, turns, and I'm sitting in the very front, like right behind the bus driver's seat. And he kind of, he's kind of looking at me. He's kind of looking out at us. And he's like, sorry, guys, emergency. And he runs to the bathroom. He had to go take a shit? Yeah. <laughs> so there's oh. the coach's bus just, just crossing over the horizon line, just oh, in the my. distance. We'll see you later. He was in there for, I don't know, seven minutes. Poor guy. Oh, I can only imagine in front of a major league baseball team because that's the players only bus. There's no other adults in the room. Oh, d- please tell me you didn't wear that guy out. No. I What are you going to say, man? Like I've I felt so bad. And then so then we get back on the road. You know, obviously we're Coach's bus is like, where the hell have you guys been? They're sitting at the border crossing. <laughs> and we get back, <clears throat> we get back on the road and we're like so close to the airport. And unfortunately, I think our bus driver, like he was just following the coach's bus, but then made a wrong turn. And now we're driving in this giant bus through a residential neighborhood. And we got, you know, we got tree branches clanging on the top of the bus. <laughs> We're just driving through. Can you imagine, like, you're sitting in a residence, you're in Encino, like, looking at looking out the window and seeing just a giant bus drive by. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, at, like, at, like, 10 at night. <laughs> So we had to drive through these residential streets for like five minutes before he got back, before he got back on like a main road. And we finally got to the, uh, finally got to the airport. Well, our plane had just got there, so we couldn't immediately board the plane. Our bus driver got off our bus, walked off, took all of our luggage off. Cool. Thank you. Great immediately went onto the coach's bus, which was empty because coaches were already out. Went on the coach's bus and went to the coach's bus's bathroom. No, he didn't. He wanted to try that one out too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor guy. So um, that's just like, you know what? What's going bad, it's going bad. There's nowhere to go but up from here, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. When you guys win it all in 2022, this is going to be the galvanizing story <laughs> of the bus driver who had to take a dump in the middle of somewhere between Toronto and Buffalo <laughs> on the highway. Like we didn't exit. 
we were on the shoulder. Oh my god. It's kind of dangerous, I think, huh? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Woo. All right. Uh let's spin the wheel of moderately interesting things so you can go cough up a lung or something. Oh, opening wage. I don't know if I've done this one with you. We haven't done this. Changing the wheel this week. What was your first paying job? (laughs) Professional baseball player. Oh, I knew it. I knew it because Silver Spoon. Same thing. Silver Spoon, Chris. You didn't have one summer job where you were a camp counselor teaching baseball at underprivileged kids? No, I I never had a paying job. We should maybe do another one because that's a, such a shitty answer. <laughs> There's no like fun story. I did some charity yes, there stuff. There is a fun story because you almost had to go to school, didn't you? You almost had to go to college, didn't you? Just make the deadline. Yeah, I just made the deadline, but I, like three minutes. Yeah, but that's because we were arguing about money. Don't we all do that to some degree? Where were you going to go, by the way? If you UCLA. Okay. Yeah. Hedges said the same thing. He was like, I was 15 minutes to go. I didn't know if I was going to college or going. You know, he's like, my my agent, I think he's a Boris guy. He's like, somehow he got me $3 million signing bonus. Like, don't ask me how. Somehow he got it. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one for you then. Oh, well, since you know what? Since Ari has been so prevalent in this episode. I'm sure people are curious. Meet and greet. How'd you guys meet? We didn't talk about this, have we? Oh, no. Maybe not. I don't think so. So That's a good one. So I was in public school and elementary and middle school. And then uh, Harvard Westlake High School was the only private school I applied to in eighth grade. Because we, uh, we my parents and I were thinking that you know that combination of education and then on the baseball side as well um with coach LaCour uh being there and you know seeing it as like a great opportunity to develop as a baseball player as opposed to the public school option get in so I I applied for ninth grade Harvard Westlake has seventh and eighth grade Ari was already there, uh, seventh and eighth. And I was like a new kid in ninth grade. There's only like a, I don't know, like 20 something new ninth graders. And it was the first day, like first day of school. Uh, I'm at the bus stop on San Vicente Boulevard on the West side. Like it would pick up kids on San Vicente. Yeah. And I think Ari and I had the same bus stop and like, I'm, it's like seven, whatever in the morning. And I'm there very shy when I'm that age. I'm like, Oh my God, it's the prettiest girl I've ever seen. It was Ariana. Um, so obviously I was terrified and didn't want to say anything. And I didn't talk to her for like a long time. Uh, but that was pretty much it. And, and over the next 
three years of high school, we I'd say that our friendship level was very much acquaintance. Um, like we were friendly, but it's not like we ever like really hung out or anything like that. Um, and then our senior year uh, is when we started actually dating. Who asked whom? Ooh. It was mutual. Like at the same time you asked each other? <laughs> uh, no, okay. Sorry, that is, that's weird. Like how we first like got together was, was a mutual thing. But I think I asked her to be my girlfriend. Yes. Huh. Yes. So you were 17 or whatever. 17. So this is going on 10 years now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had we had some interesting, interesting times uh, when she was in college and I was in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff that makes you stronger in the end. Okay. And how long have you been yeah. married now? Four years? Almost four years. Four years in uh, December. Okay. Yeah. That away. Yeah. I told everybody when we had dinner in the off season, she's way funnier than you. She's, she's the, she's funny. Oh, she is very funny. Yes. Very funny. Self-deprecating humor, things like that. But, uh, How'd you go in with the uh, bus driver story, though? It's a great one. Tell you, it's, it's it's easily like a top three on this show. I I did not expect it. Didn't expect the bus driver to have the runs. I mean, poor guy. And then the, the fact that he had to double up on the coach's bus. I know. It's a rough go. The worst part was that I won't name any names, but one of my teammates had to go when we arrived at the like little airport area. There was no bathroom available. And so my teammate thought, hey, I'll go use the coach's bus because I don't want to go in there. <laughs> Our bus driver snaked in there before my teammate got a chance. Oh my God. So after that guy came out, my teammate had to make a tough choice between two bathrooms. <laughs> What did he choose? A or B? A, the original. <laughs> More air out time. Yeah. Dude, but like dudes like hanging on the back of the bus, don't they? Um, yeah. Okay. Everybody's moving up several rows after that. There's no that's question. What I, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. I've always been a front of the bus guy. Yes. Because... It is a small percent chance on any given trip. It is a small percent chance, but there is that chance that someone's got to go and it doesn't, it's not a real toilet. Like it's, it's in there and it's bad. I do not want to be close to it. I'm with you a thousand percent. I don't care about the cool kids sitting in the back, back of the bus. No way. Give me a front row seat as far because also, if somebody's like got a, if they got a puke or something, and they got to make it all the way from the middle rows all the way back, there's no, you know, they might not make it. Mm. I've seen that too. I don't want yeah. any part of that. 
God, I could talk about this stuff all day. That is, a, <laughs> that is an amazing inside story. All right. Well, um, please feel better. Please tell Ari congratulations. I'm sure we'll see you in San Diego in the off season since my son lives there. So really, a, a, a nice rental housewarming gift. It'll be a rental gift too. It'll be good for the duration of the time in the house. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Uh, tell everybody on the White Sox we say hello, and we'll see you again um, sometime either in late June or early July. Does that sound okay? sounds good to me. Yes, sir. Special Appreciate shout this. out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco for Lucas Giolito. I'm Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.